Thanks for tuning in to the Becker's Healthcare Ambulatory Surgery Center's podcast. In this episode of the podcast, we are highlighting a portion of our August Orthopedic Spine and ASC virtual event. I don't want to say too much before we roll into a great conversation with industry leaders, but our team did want to tease our upcoming 27th annual meeting, the business and operations of ASCs, which is taking place in late October, both in person and virtually. If you enjoy this episode of the podcast, that 27th annual meeting will be a great opportunity to hear more of our engaging virtual event sessions. Learn more about the event and how you can join us by checking out the conferences tab of our website, which is beckershospitalreview.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Hello, and welcome to the Becker's ASC and Ortho virtual events. We're so excited for you to join us for today's panel, how to build ASC total joint programs the right way. I'm Alan Condon of Becker's Healthcare, and I'm joined by two experts today to be sharing their thoughts and insights on this topic. So obviously we're talking about total joints as the panel title suggests, a uh, huge area of growth in orthopedics at the moment. Um, Dr. Woodward, I'd love to go to you with the first question. Sure. Um, for, for surgery centers who are now considering implementing a total joints program, what, would you, what, do you, what do you recommend as the first thing that they should try, try to achieve? Well, for, for a facility that's thinking about involving themselves in total joint, I'm specifically referring to total hip and knee for this conference, um, you really need to have buy-in from three uh, different entities. Number one, the physicians. You need to have uh, a group of physicians, like you know, certainly more than one, that are interested, able, and willing to perform total joint surgeries. They need to have the technical ability to do them and have the experience of doing them either in an outpatient setting in the hospital or the ability to uh, perform that. In addition, you have to have buy-in from the facility. Specifically, the administration needs to have the time and energy and finances to support the endeavor because there is a capital expense when we talk about adding a joint replacement program to an outpatient surgery center, as opposed to adding ankle arthroscopy onto the arthroscopy service line at a, at a surgery center. And then finally, you have to have buy-in from the staff. And that's a big one because you not only need the preoperative and the intraoperative, but also the postoperative staff to manage a joint replacement throughout their track at your facility. So that, that's my thought process on that. Got it. So three-way buy-in right off the bat. You want the physicians on board, obviously the facility and the staff as well. Um, Dr. Grossman, anything you'd add there when, when surgery centers are really doing the research at the beginning? Is anything else they should really try and achieve? Yeah, so, so appreciating Dr. Woodward's perspective, um, buy-in was the first word or first term <laughs> that came to my mind as well. It does not work without significant buy-in and taking it more granularly and fleshing out some of the terms Dr. Woodward was using um, nursing, anesthesia, surgeon. Those are the sort of three pillars um, that I see as well that are so critical to the support of the endeavor. And that's a, and that's a really good point, uh, Eric. The anesthesiologist service is going to be very important. I um, am fortunate to be married to an anesthesiologist and um, we, we know that in hospitals, there's a number of different types of anesthetics and service lines that anesthesiologists provide. And we actually have our medical director 
is an anesthesiologist at the surgery center, something that a facility would need to have. And they, and they, they need to be a champion of, of this interest. It's a little bit more than just adding an outpatient surgery. So an anesthesiologist that has a lot of support of the group they work for and the ability to perform spinals and regional anesthesia is a really good uh, point that we might wanna mention for the, for the webinar. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to touch on that as well um, a, little, a little later. Great, great, great starting point for this conversation. Um, when we're thinking about pitfalls, common, common mistakes that, that centers run into when we're really trying to get these total joints program off the ground, um, what do you see, Dr. John Woodward? You know, um, we've been performing joints for quite a few years. I would say that, again, the, 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 the key term of, of the buy-in, you know, the the, the pitfalls are with, you know, the surgeon's ability to risk stratify the patients and their comfort level operating at a, a, a new, or I should say a different facility. The concern of what if something goes wrong? Um, what if, you know, the implants aren't sterile? What if we don't have a backup set of equipment or, or a retractor? Um, and, and, and those are some of the pitfalls we've had, or at least we've, we've run through those, those examples. Um, but we've had, we've been very, very fortunate to have a successful program. Um, we monitor everything we do. Um, but the biggest pitfalls, uh, generally, um, I, I would say there are some patients that um, anesthesiology might feel are a little too sick for the facility. Perhaps, you know, the diabetes is, is out of control, which of course it, it should be under control, or maybe the patient's um, experiencing some CHF or, or something like that, or their anticoagulation has not been adjusted if they have a history of clot. But those are just some of the medical pitfalls that I have, I have uh, seen or at least uh, known about. The other thing is you, you, you can't go into the operating room without all of your equipment, um, you know, and a pitfall would be having a facility set up and think that they're ready to do a total knee or a total hip, but not be prepared. So one of the little uh, carrots I would say for the webinar is you ought to do an entire joint replacement um, not necessarily potentially on a cadaver, um, but go through the entire step from the parking, from going into the, the lobby and checking in to every step of the way. And you might pick up at your facility that's starting to do joint replacement. You may pick up a number of points that were not picked up initially. And so the first patient um, doesn't have to undergo those stresses or those risks. Got it. Got it. Super interesting to think about. Um, and of course, Dr. Grossman, I know it, uh, Dr. Water covered quite a bit there in terms of uh, common pitfalls that centers run into right off the bat. Is there anything you'd add there you'd like to expand upon? Yeah. So it, the first the first sort of thing you have to think about is the predicate of why you're doing it there. So, so why do it at an ambulatory surgery center? And the reason why is that there are people who are quite well qualified not to be in a hospital setting and not to need to be with those extra resources as, as John mentioned regarding their medical comorbidity. So the first and foremost uh, sort of elements besides the role play and, and facility preparedness is surgeon selection and knowing that the patient not only is medically qualifying 
to be in an outpatient or ambulatory setting, but they want to be in an ambulatory setting because you have now shifted some level of burden onto the patient. I say burden, but it shouldn't be because the, the, if it's done properly as it is being done so, in so many facilities around the country, um, it is by far a better experience for a patient, has been validated through many studies to show lower complication rate and lower complication rate within the 30, 90 day episodes of care. So in the right patient with the right preparation, it is a better experience with no loss of outcome, if not a better outcome. Mm -hmm. Got it. Got it. I'd love to go back to um, a point that, that Dr. Woodrow just brought up. Obviously over the past 12, 18 months or so, we've had a lot of orthopedic surgeons, hospital employed, who are kind of for the first time, you know, jumping into the ambulatory environment. Um, is there anything, anything that these surgeons should know or anything, um, you know, when they're, when they're jumping in to perform their first total joint replacement in an ambulatory facility, what, what are your, your kind of key, key recommendations or piece of advice for those guys? Well, again, I would just like to reiterate what Dr. Grossman said. When we said buy-in, we have to add the patient. And that's a great point. If we're taking notes or creating an outline, buy-in from the patient is, is key. You want to pick the right patients for outpatient surgery. In regard to doing the first surgery at a, at a surgery center, um, you know, I, I think I was the first one to actually do it at the surgery center. Uh, it might have been my partner. But the idea behind that is um, – be prepared. You, you, you can never be overprepared. Um, you know, whether you're using a robot or doing a new technology or a new, new technique. But I, I specifically, before I even did the surgery, the Friday before I would review my trays, be sure my trays were correct. I would be sure they had a backup set of implants and my equipment. I would be sure that the tourniquets are set, the tables are set. I mean, these are standard uh, devices in a surgery center, but you got to be sure everything's set correctly. And what I would do, I, I operated a large level one trauma center, inpatient and outpatient. I would be sure that I have everything I need at the surgery center, of course, in a cost-effective manner, um, available for that first joint replacement. Um, whether it be, you know, a cautery device or a suction device. Um, and I really, really would not cut corners. I just don't think that's a good idea. I do the exact same surgery at the outpatient surgery center as I do at the, at the big level one trauma center. Um, but as far as advice is, is prepare and be sure you have all of your equipment and be sure you have all and your staff have actually gone through it. So obviously joint replacement is done in a very efficient manner for, for those of us that are, that are doing many a day and, and certainly uh, hundreds a year. Um, but for the staff, they've never seen a joint replacement. So you have to cool your jets and expect everything to take about twice as long as you normally would. And that's a baseline for the first case. Um, otherwise, I'll turn over to Dr. Grossman, see what advice he would have. Yeah, and great, all really high level points. Um, you know, role play was a word that John used before. Yeah. Everyone at the facilities, and I've, I've brought along um, two or three facilities in terms of first uh, joint replacements outpatient. And the first thing you can do to some degree from your own preparedness is have your team come and witness your surgeries in a hospital setting yeah. and to perform an outpatient out of the hospital setting. It's, it's certainly a nice... Uh, lead in. It gives everyone a level of understanding of what your particular style is. 
um, and then also allows for them to have some preparedness for your technique, et cetera. Um, but the role playing, we did it exhaustively and it felt sort of somewhat comical at the time because you're um, literally walking through the hallways and pretending to push medicines and all those different things. But that allowed for cues of things that maybe would have been missed had you just sat around a table. So it, it allowed for them to make sure that they had the walkers and equipment that maybe needed post-operatively, allowed for the anesthesiologist to think about whether you're using, um, you know, what dose of medicine and whether you need to augment it with some form of block. Um, and so role play is hugely important. Um, but as far as, as far as the efficiency is needed, because this is a different setting, it is, does not have the backstop of a hospital setting. Um, you know, it, some ambulatory centers allow for overnight stays, but many do not. So you really have to not make it up as you're going along. You want to go in with a level of preparedness on everyone's sort of um, re respective area of discipline uh, so that there's no surprises. And it's not the place or setting to try new things. The whole experience is new, but you don't want to, uh, in my opinion, until you're really off the ground, uh, introduce changes to that initial protocol until the system is really flowing. And as John will tell you, it doesn't take long to get it flowing, but those first few are really critical to setting the stage for future success. And just to comment on that, I mean, so I'm just thinking as you speak, something like even having your formulary up to date, normal surgery centers don't have tranexamic acid. We absolutely use tranexamic acid. Um, you know, of course, everybody has ANSEF. Um, but, but, you know, just something like that and then the appropriate anesthetics um, uh, are necessary. Uh, oh, by the way, are we doing ephemeral block and knocking out the quads? Or, oh, we're going to do an adductor canal. Oh, we don't have an ultrasound. Does your facility have an ultrasound? This goes back into the, the management, you know, Dr. Grossman. But, you know, that's why you go through every step of the way. Oh, by the way, we don't have the gel to do ultrasounds um, on the thigh. And, and we don't have a printer to print that we documented this or that. So, like I said, uh, going through every step of the procedure is, is a very, very good way to have a successful ASC joint replacement program. Um, well, listen, that's all the time we've got for today. We've, we've really scratched the surface on a lot of a lot of different areas there, but um, thoroughly insightful discussion and one that I really, really enjoyed. Dr. Doctors Woodward and Dr. Grossman, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. I look forward to seeing your future Becker's events.